0: How's it going, eh? I'm Lee McCormick. This is Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast, episode 69, VH1 Storytellers. Following up, a review of Springsteen's 2005 album, Devils and Dust, with an episode on this very cool performance. I appreciate you downloading and listening to the show, whether from the website, trampslikeuspod.com, on Spotify, or on iTunes, where you can subscribe and leave a review and rating. Be sure to join the Facebook group page, Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast, to keep up to date on the show. So after doing a couple episodes researching and digging into the Devils and Dust album, I looked at a few of the video bootlegs I have from that tour, and also the episode of VH1 Storytellers that Bruce did. Storytellers was a series on VH1 which featured artists performing before an audience and telling stories about the songs, how they wrote them, the ideas, memories behind the songs... It's a really cool series. I saw most of them, well, the ones that had the artists I like on anyway. And, uh, you know, being a musician, music fan, and songwriter, I've always been interested in how the songs are created, you know, the stories behind the lyrics and the music. VH1 did about 100 Storytellers episodes over a 20-year period, and they did an episode with Bruce Springsteen in 2005. Bruce performed solo on guitar and piano in front of a small audience at the Two River Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. They filmed this on April 4th, 2005, and it would air later in the month on VH1 on April 23rd. Great hype for the Devils and Dust record, which was just released. Bruce featured two songs from that album, the title track, and Jesus Was an Only Son. An expanded version of the show, including some moments not aired, was released commercially on DVD September 6th, 2005 as well. The running time on the full show was about two hours compared to the 45 minutes that aired. Lots of good stuff on there. You know, Bruce is one of my favorite guys. I love his music. I love to hear him talk. So this performance is right up my alley. Bruce playing songs and talking. Bruce analyzing his tunes, revealing his meanings, sometimes line by line. Bruce was very loose on this performance, cracking jokes and making mistakes. You know, very endearing to the audience. He did eight songs total, uh, playing them on guitar and piano. Devils in Dust, Blinded by the Light. Brilliant Disguise, Nebraska, Jesus Was an Only Son, Waitin' on a Sunny Day, The Rising, Thunder Road. Along with a commercially released DVD, I also have a bootleg version titled VH1 Storytellers Uncut. This features the full unedited show with more banter and multiple takes on a few songs that didn't air. I love all that stuff, all that extra stuff, you know, all the in-between edits that show up on the TV, you know, so... Uh, so, what I figured I would do with this episode is go through the show with you, give you my thoughts, play some sound bites, some performances, some of Bruce's analysis, some highlights, you know, from the officially released DVD, and also some of the stuff from the uncut bootleg version. Just some cool moments that I hope you'll dig. And I encourage you to search out the full show. It's well worth owning in repeated viewings. It's really interesting and different than most of the live concert releases you get. So, let's get into this. The boss walks out. Dressed in a dark brown pinstripe suit with a vest, black shirt, jeans, boots, hair all tussled, and acoustic guitar strapped on.
1: Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Storytellers. Uh, tonight I'm going to uh, play a few songs and try to give you an idea about where they came from. It's kind of an iffy proposition because uh, talking about music is, uh, is like talking about sex. <laughs> Can you describe it? Are you supposed to? <laughs> so we'll see, I guess. I got my finger on the trigger But I don't know who to trust and I look into your it's just devils and dust We're a long, long way from home, Bobby Home's a long, long way from us I feel a dirty wind blowing Devils and dust But I got God on my side And I'm just trying to survive what if what you do to survive Kills the things you love Fair is a powerful thing, baby can Turn your heart black, you can trust It'll take your God-filled song Fill it with devils and dust well, I dreamed of you last night In a field of blood and stone Blood began to dry The smell began to rise I dreamed of you last night, Bobby In a field of mud and bone Blood began to dry The smell began to rise we got God on our side, and we're just trying to survive. What if what you do to survive kills the things you love? Fair is a powerful thing, baby. Can turn your heart black, you can trust. It'll take you God-filled song, fill it with devils and... Yeah, it'll take your God-filled song Fill it with devils hands us Every man won't take a righteous stand. Find the love that God wins. And the faith that He commands. I got my finger on the trigger. And tonight, faith just ain't enough. When I look inside my eyes. There's just devils in us. Well, I got God on my side And I'm just trying to survive Whatever what you do to survive Kills the things you love Fear's a dangerous thing, baby can Turn your heart black, you can trust hey, It'll take you God-filled song Fill it with devils and dust It'll take your God-filled soul Fill it with devils and dust
0: kicks off the evening with the title track off his new record, Devils in Dust. He then proceeds to break down the song line by line. He talks a bit about how the music is just as important as a lyric, how they both work together, the interplay between the words and the music, the lyric and the guitar playing. And I love that he concludes his analysis with some honesty.
1: What's working against the lyrics? The music is working against the lyrics. Sound of resistance. It's the unspoken subtext that the lyrics rest on. So you're hearing a regular guy caught in the crosshairs of history, and you're hearing his conversation with himself, and you're hearing his inner struggle. And what gives the song its power and its tension. the tension between the lyric what he knows is happening to him and his resistance his refusal which is giving voice in the music and the performance i got my finger on the trigger but i don't know who to trust i look into your eyes is informs the lyric with so much extra information so much extra information even if it's as simple as that Um, third verse every woman and every man want to make a righteous stand most of us find the love that God wills the faith that he commands and I got my finger on the trigger but tonight faith just ain't enough faith ain't enough you gotta be active in some fashion You've got to be in the physical world and take action. When I look inside my heart, all I see is devils and dust. So all of this, the singer knows that all of this is inside. That these are my times, and this is my house, and this is my fight, and these are my choices. And uh, that we've all been bitten by the snake, but we don't have to all succumb to its poison. <laughs> So, how much of this was I thinking about when I wrote the song? None of it. I uh, wrote all of that yesterday afternoon at my kitchen table. How much of it was I feeling when I wrote the song? All of it. That's how they get written.
0: <laughs> Next up is Blinded by the Light. Before playing his very first single for Columbia Records, released February 1973, Bruce touches on the age old question what comes first, the music or the lyrics?
1: People always ask the one question, dumbest question in the world, but they always ask you what, what came first, the music or the words. You know, when somebody wants to ask you a song about songwriting, uh, a question about songwriting. So. Uh, Usually, all I can tell is this, in this song, the words came first. And I was sitting on my bed with a rhyming dictionary (laughs) in one hand and a notebook in the other one. I am in my apartment, which is above an old abandoned beauty salon in Asbury Park. And, um... Where the mumps as the adolescent pumps Is way into his head With a boulder on my shoulder Feeling kind of older I trip the merry ground Where this very unpleasing Sneezing and wheezing Calliope crashed to the ground some old hot half shot was heading for the hot spot, snapping his fingers, clapping his hands. Some flesh pot Scott was tied into a lover's knot with a whatnot in her hand. How young Scott with a slingshot finally found a tender spot and throws his lover in the sand. Some bloodshot, forget me not, whispers daddy's with an earshot, save the buckshot. Son of the band And she was blinded by the light Cut loose like a deuce Another runner in the night Blinded by the light She got down but she never got tight She's gonna make it alright
0: And then we get to probably my favorite segment of the entire program Bruce breaking down, blinded by the light, line by line, word by word almost. Probably one of Bruce's most wordy songs. I've always wanted to know what the crazy lyrics to this one meant. You know, as a songwriter myself, I've always been interested in the English language and words. It's just fascinating how you can say something in so many different ways depending on the words you use. Keeping in mind the word meaning as well as the cadence. How does the word sound? Does it evoke imagery? I've studied songwriting with Steve Earle and he's taught the internal rhyme line concept. This song is a great example of that. A rhyming dictionary can be a powerful tool for a songwriter. Uh,
1: So what was that one about? You know, that was, well, I always say that uh, that's a song that explains why I never did any drugs. I don't think I could have stood it. My mind was already already reeling, but uh, I'll give it to you a little bit by bit, all right. uh, Madman drummers, bummers, and Indians in the summer. Mad Dog Vincent Lopez, drummer in the East Street Band. He was always, he was always getting in shit. And and Indians in the summer. Well, the Indians was my little league team when I was a kid. So, um, but it was also kind of cowboys and Indians in the woods. But uh, uh, the teenage uh, Indians in the summer. The teenage diplomat. Well, that's me. All right. In the dumps with the mumps. I was diseased as the uh, adolescent pumps his way into his hat. Self-explanatory. I mean. uh, with, a, with a boulder on my shoulder, I've always felt something big pressing down my whole life. Uh, feeling kind of older, I tripped to merry go That's where I was living. That was the boardwalk. And with this very unpleasing sneezing and wheezing, Calliope crashed to the ground. That was, uh, I seek chaos and disruption, I suppose. Some all hot half shots, heading for the hot spot, snapping his fingers, clapping his hands. That's me. Some flesh plot, is that right? Am I missing that? <laughs> Scott, young know, Scott, is, um, are we missing something? Uh, what, then, fingers clapping his hands. All right, I'm going to go with it. All right. Uh, some flesh plot mascot was tied into a lover's knot with a what knot in her hand. That was me and a friend. All right, now young Scott with a slingshot finally found a tender spot. We're always looking for life's tender spots. You know, that's where, you know, that's where the love is, you know, Uh throws his lover in the sand, and some bloodshot, forget-me-not, whispers for daddy's within earshot. I was always very unpopular with my girlfriend's parents. Save the buckshot, I'll turn up the band, but I could not be defeated, you see. <laughs> then we got the chorus, I was blinded by the light. That kind of says it all, you know, that's, that's just, that's what I was looking for. Cut loose like a deuce, another runner in the night. This is an interesting line because uh, this song is my only number one song. I never had another number one song except this one, and it wasn't done by me, it was done by man for man, which I appreciate. But they changed this line. My line says cut loose like a deuce, and theirs said cut loose like a douche. Um, I have a feeling that that is why the song skyrocketed to number one, but, uh, it's one of those, you know, that word, you know, and, and uh, Deuce was like Little Deuce Coop, as in two-seater hot rod. Uh, Deuce, of course, is a feminine hygienic procedure. Uh, so they're different, <laughs> and, uh, but um, what can I say? You know, the public spoke and, and they were right, you know? So, uh, all right, let me, let me carry on. Uh, Brimstone baritone, anticyclin, rolling stone, preacher from the East. Says, dethrone the dictaphone, hit it in his funny bones. Gotta be funny. Everything was funny. <laughs> it's where they expect at the least, pneumon chaperone standing in the corner all alone, watching the young girls dance. I guess that was the YMCA when they had the guys sitting in the in the corner with the flashlight and if you, if you moved in for, for uh, a quick grind they'd they hit you with the spotlight uh, some fresh zone Moonstone was messing with his frozen zone that was uh, if you were in the, uh, the stands the YMCA had a little basketball court in the stands in the far corner of the stands there was always something uh, slightly shady going on you know uh, to remind him of the feeling of romance, very necessary. Uh, blinded by the light, there comes, of course, some silicone sister with her manager's Mr. Possibly, uh, the first reference to a female breast enhancement in popular music. Um, so I was ahead of my game on that one. Um, Said, so I'll turn you on, Sunny, to something strong if you play that song with the funky break, which is my business. Uh, go-kart Mozart, checking out the weather chart, see if it was safe to go outside. Uh, a little early pearly came by in her curly whirly and asked me if I needed a ride. That's self explanatory. <laughs> Some hazard from Harvard was skunked on beer. Well, that was sort of the day, this was 1972, which was just still the 60s in New Jersey, and it was kind of this whole campus radical thing, and so that found its way in. Scotland Yard was trying hard, the FBI, yeah. sent some dude with a calling card, uh, the undercover agent said, do what you like, yeah. but don't do it here. Jumped up, turned around, spit in the air, fell on the ground. Uh, asked him which was the way back home, said, take a right at the light, keep going straight until night. And then, boys, you're on your own, which I was. Is that all clear? All right. <laughs> By now, the rhyming dictionary is in flames. It's, it's, it's getting, it's hot in my hand, man. I'm, I'm just burning up. Uh, Zanzibar bar shooting star was riding a sidecar, humming a lunar tune. Avatar said, blow the bar. Uh, once again, campus radicals first removed the cookie jar. Don't blow up the money. We're gonna teach those boys to laugh too soon. Some kidnapped handicap was complaining that he caught the glap. A little road experience, unfortunately, from some mouse trap he bought last night. I unsnapped the skull cap between his ears. I saw the gap and figured he'd be all right. Don't overthink the whole thing. <laughs> Which I didn't do on this. Don't overthink the whole thing. So really, um, oh. The best line—the son- line that makes the whole whole song. Mama always told me not to look into the sights of the sun, uh, but Mama, that's where the fun is, and uh, that was where I—that was where I wanted to go. I wanted to get blinded by the light. I wanted to uh, do things I hadn't done and see things I hadn't seen. I was 23 years old. I wanted to create my own ridiculous language, and uh, uh, so it was really a a young musician's tale, uh, kind of a litany of. of of adventures and uh, it was rather on the autobiographical side. Wasn't a hit though. Maybe I should've changed that word, so.
0: (laughs) I love that segment, so cool. I have uh, way more of an appreciation for Blinded by the Light after hearing Bruce break it down like that. So next song up is Brilliant Disguise. Before bringing Patty out on stage to join him on the song, Bruce speaks about consciously writing love songs for the first time in his career, speaking about love and masquerade, masks and truth, you know, the inner conflict one has and being true to yourself while showing others the persona you want them to perceive, you know,
1: the struggle with
0: being a public figure while just wanting to have a beer, relax and look at some pretty girls.
1: Right around, I didn't really write very well about men and women until 87, and so I was 37 at the time, and I wasn't doing very well either, so, uh... Maybe that had something to do with it, but uh, the Tunnel of Love came along. I finally wrote a, a real record about kind of men and women and, and, and what that's about. And, and kind of the cornerstones of the record were the issues of identity and love. Um, who am I and, and where am I going to be? Where do I belong? Where am I going to end up? So um, I'm going to tackle the easy one first identity, all right? <laughs> That's a joke, all right. Now my my wife will often finish an argument with me by saying, say that in your next interview, Mr. Bruce Springsteen, Uh, (laughs) implying implying that a gap uh, between an opinion I just voiced and my public self, if heard, in the public forum would shock, outrage, and disquiet my fans, all (laughs) right? Um, she's usually right, so she wins. You know. We all have hey, we have multiple selves. You know, that's just the way we're built. We've got sort of this public self and public face uh, that we show to others. I'm wearing mine right now. There it is. Uh, we well, don't know the other self, though. <laughs> What's that applause mean? Like, are you, you worked well on that public face? you You cheating, lying, you know? What is that? What is that? <laughs> Well, I don't get that, what was that applause for? It's mysterious. Uh, uh, but let me give you, let me give you a for instance. Um, I used to like to go to the strip clubs back before they were fancy, the fancy ones. Back in the uh, prehistoric days before the lap dancing, and, uh, but there was two people who would rather me not go. Uh, one whose wishes I must respect but the other one was that holier than now bastard Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> now, why would he want to deny a simple man his simple pleasures? <laughs> I will not bore you with, all right? But had many arguments about it, and it kind of culminated in one day I'm sitting in a favorite spot of mine along the highway side. And I'm enjoying the show, and I've had a few drinks, and, and my mind is is momentarily at peace. Um, I'm marveling at the fact that the background radiation from the Big Bang, the physical proof of all of creation that was there before me, was discovered just 10 minutes away from this bar that I was sitting in at that moment. Which is true. It's right over here in Homedale, New Jersey. Um, With that happy thought in my mind, I, I got up to leave. Uh, As I reached the parking lot, a woman and a man spied me and said, Bruce, you aren't supposed to be here. So I could could see where they were going with the whole thing. And so I said, well, I'm not. Uh, I said, I am simply an errant figment of one of Bruce's many selves. I drift in the other over the highways and byways of the Garden State often touching down and image incongruous, but fun places. <laughs> Bruce does not even know I'm missing. He is at home right now doing good deeds. So that usually stupefies and satisfies him. I gotta get through the world somehow. And, uh, I go on my merry way. So the self is a mysterious thing.
0: After Brilliant Disguise, we get Nebraska, the title track off Bruce's first solo acoustic record. The song wasn't featured in the VH1 airing, so this is exclusive to the DVD release only. Probably the darkest song on the album and one of my favorites. In the analysis that follows the performance, Bruce speaks on writing from a narrative, inhabiting a character and telling their story through song. He makes this comparison in the writing technique and the three acoustic solo albums he's released. Nebraska, Ghost of Tom Joad, and Devils in Dust. You know, conveying the message to the listener, trying to get the listener to, you know, walk in the character's shoes. Empathy. Empathy, I believe empathy to be an essential element in good songwriting, and Bruce has that in abundance. Uh,
1: That was kind of one of the early examples of uh, my narrative songwriting, that's why I... Started to take a different approach on the River album. I wrote The River and Stolen Car, which were really two songs where I took on a character and I tried to walk in his shoes and I tried to get you to walk in his shoes also. Songs were quite different. Um, I followed this through on the Nebraska record and on the Ghost of Tom Joad record and also on a good deal of of Devils and Dust. It uh, kind of frees me to choose uh, characters, uh, in some ways different from myself, um, to sing in those voices and to, uh, to tell those stories along with my own. Um, this type of writing is uh, it's always it's often very detailed because um, you're creating a physical world that's not yours. I'm in the desert, I'm in Texas, I'm in uh, uh, Mexico. Um, so it involves a certain amount of research. For this song, I remember I'd, I'd been moved by the Terrence Malick film *Badlands*, and, and I got interested in the story. Um, there was a book out at the time called *Carol* about the girl that was a part Charlie Starkweather's partner. And I, just out of a, the blue, I decided to call the newspaper in uh, in Nebraska. I called up, and the woman who had reported the story was still there. 30 years later. So I got to speak to her. And um, she was kind of, she was just friendly and helpful. Well, the, the song is, you can put together a lot of detail, but unless you pull something up out of yourself, it's just gonna lay flat on the page. You gotta find out what you have in common with that character, no matter who they are or what they did. Um, so Nebraska is a song written with the premise that that everyone knows what it's like to be condemned, which they do, of course. The body of the song, the first five verses, is basically repertorial. Uh, it's information you can glean from researching the story. It's, it's spooky because uh, I'm singing in the voice of the dead. And the music is very childlike and mystical. On the record, I used the glock and spiel. And, uh, I think I was interested in an oral projection of, I don't know if you're familiar with Robert Mitchum film, Night of the Hunter, which is kind of this horror story told from a child's perspective. And I was interested in an oral projection of that that idea. Um, Now, the character in this song, he's very plain spoken. He's just storytelling. What he did, what happened. but the song takes place in a, in a place where it's quiet now. You know, it's after the violence, um, and it feels like it's after his death. There's even a joke: "Make sure my pretty babies." It's right there on my lap, um, and things kind of roll along until the end, when someone or something else steps forward, and that's something else. That's me, and that's you. And that's him. And uh, we all kind of meet on. They declared me unfit to live. Everybody knows what that's like. Said into that great void, my soul be heard. Well, yes, it will. They want to know why I did what I did. Well, sir, I guess it's just me. And him. In this world, well, yes, there is. And everybody knows what it's like to be condemned. That's Nebraska.
0: One thing I love about Bruce Springsteen, and I think most Bruce fans love this too, is, you know, Bruce's realism, his honesty. He just seems like a regular good dude, regular guy, you know, beautifully flawed like the rest of us. You know, you see some of this in the uncut version where he makes mistakes on songs and or, you know, he tries a second take to get the song, you know, to get the version down that he, he digs, the one that's going to count. So, you know, there's a couple funny moments in here. Uh, <laughs> there's a moment here where Bruce sits down at the piano to play Jesus Was an Only Son, and he realizes he forgot to put on his harmonica.
1: How you guys making out back there? Can you hear what I'm saying? All right, that's right. Wanted. Maybe a little bit more piano. That's too much. i to bring it back where it was. <laughs> decisions, decisions. Good uh, Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. I'm fucking up. I knew that was there for a reason. About to say, you look over and you go, hmm, wonder why that's there. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it's good to be amongst friends, all right? <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, I'm I'm kissing up to you All right, here we go Well, Jesus was an only son As he walked up Calvary Hill Mother Mary walking beside him in the path with his blood spill. Jesus was an only son in the hills of Nazareth as he lay. no shadow no darkness no tolling bell shall pierce your dreams as night
0: notes off a music stand for the storyteller's performance and he mentions preparing for the show you know the awkward task of analyzing your own work.
1: I wrote a lot of notes which I will be drawing from. Uh, um, I wrote them yesterday, uh, uh, the day before, I thought they were really brilliant but then, uh, then I read them this morning and I sounded like I was really full of myself which uh, I don't actually need notes to help me with. <laughs>
0: There's also a Q&A section included on the on the DVDs, you know, kind of a bonus feature on the DVD release. This, is, this didn't air on the VH1 show. It's about 20 minutes of Bruce taking questions from the audience and giving his answers. One moment I thought was cool was Bruce speaking on putting his true self in his music. You know, when an artist's work speaks to you, when you identify with their creativity, you feel like the artist knows you and you know the artist. Yeah, I know I feel that way about Bruce. You know, I feel like he knows me and I know him just based on the connection we have through his music. But do we really
1: know him? Who's got, who's got one? Go ahead, my friend. Bruce, I feel like uh, you're bearing your soul when you sing. And uh, with songs like Growing Up and uh, My Hometown and Promised Land, I feel like I know you. Do I? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the job. The that, that whole feeling like I know you thing is like... Uh... <laughs> But, uh, I don't know, I think that uh, it's like anything else, you know, uh, you obviously you, know, you put a lot of yourself in, in the songs, and it's, it's work, and it's an aesthetic, and it's a presentation, and uh, you can't write without pulling all the stuff up out of yourself, that's what makes it feel real, that's what, that's what makes it communication, but um, I guess it's always an incomplete picture, that's what, that's what keeps me writing.
0: <laughs> Next up was a couple of songs off his last record at that point, The Rising. Bruce speaks about the concept of writing pop songs and demonstrates this with Waiting on a Sunny Day and another harmonica fail.
1: This is a sunny day. Um, This is wrong. do this song because it's it's a good example of just pop songwriting, which I, I like to do a lot. I do a lot of other things, but I, I've i always enjoyed doing this, and uh, even though I tend to want to throw these songs all out directly into the trash can, uh, Mr. Landau usually steps in here and says, no. <laughs> Not that one. Uh, so, um, I'm gonna just sing this one and, and tell you a little bit of how these how these come about. It's raining, but there ain't a cloud in the sky. Must've been a tear from your eye. Everything'll be okay. Well, funny. Monica. <laughs> Man. And I was and I was standing here going, Oh, this shit sounds good. This is good. I'm on this one. Uh, <laughs> I lost it now. <laughs> Jesus. All right, here we go. It's raining but there ain't a cloud in the sky Must have been a tear from your eye Everything will be okay Funny Thought of some breeze must have been your science, a deep. Don't worry, we're gonna find a way. I'm waiting, waiting on a sunny day, gonna chase the clouds away, waiting on the sun.
0: a fun section on his analysis of the tune, where he speaks about pure pop songwriting and channeling the master, Smokey Robinson. How would Smokey sing this song?
1: It's fun, you know. Just pure pop songwriting is is is, is a lot of fun. You get to it's fun to play with the words in a in a simple fashion. Like it's raining, but there ain't a cloud in the sky. Must have been a tear from your eyes. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Now, the master of this, of course, was Smokey Robinson. And when I write these, I, I tend to kind of. Sometimes I think about him singing them, and, and it gives me an idea of the phrasing. Like if Smokey was gonna sing it, I'd be like, <clears throat> "From the top, please." It's rain. Ooh, it's raining. <laughs> Wait a minute! I I I gotta I gotta concentrate. It's raining, but there ain't a cloud in the sky Must have been a tear from your eye Everything would be okay
2: Ooh, funny
1: Thought I felt a sweet summer breeze Must have been a science a So that's you know that's like pure Smokey, you know. My apologies to Smokey Robinson.
0: up waiting on a sunny day with one of the most powerful songs, a very important song in the career of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, the title track off his last record, The Rising.
1: You can't hide when it's just you and the guitar, man. Uh. See nothing in front of me. Can't see nothing coming up behind. I make my way through this darkness. Can't feel nothing but this chain that binds me. Lost track of how far I've gone. How far I've gone, how high I've climbed. My back's a 60 pounds. My shoulder half mile line Come on up for the rising Come on up, lay your hands in mine. Come on up for the rising Come on up for the rising tonight Left the house this morning Bells ringing fell Of my calling on wheels of fire, I come roaring down here. Come on up for the rising, come on up, lay your hands in mine. Come on up for the rising, come on up for the rising tonight. Is gone, black eyes burning bright. May their precious blood bind me, Lord, as I stand before your fiery light. lie, 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 lie,
2: lie.
1: garden of a thousand sighs There's holy pictures of our children Dancing in a sky filled with light May I feel your arms around me May I feel your blood mixed with mine A dream of life comes to me Like a catfish dancing on the end of my line sky of blackness and sorrow dream of life sky of love sky of tears dream of life sky of glory and sadness dream of life sky of mercy sky of fear dream of life sky of memory and shadow dream of life your burning wind fills my arms tonight sky of longing and emptiness of life. Sky of fullness, sky of blessed life. Come on up for the rising. Come on up, lay your hands in mine. Come on up for the rising. Come on up for the rising tonight.
0: The question asked of the boss during the Q&A portion addressed how he perceives his own music and how he would explain it to the unbelievers, the non-fans.
1: I'm a longtime fan, and I struggle to uh, make my wife understand my devotion to your, to your music. <laughs> I? true. I've dragged—I mean, taken her to uh, a dozen shows over the last couple of years, and while well, she loves Clarence, yeah. I got uh, you. I, <laughs> I, I, what I, about I, the skinny Italian guy standing next to me? <laughs> uh, I, I, I struggled to get my, my devotion over to her. I, I try to explain the, the themes of hope and redemption that run through your music, and she doesn't get it. How would you explain to a non-fan or someone who's never heard your music what, what your music is all about? Well, I wouldn't try to explain it. As I said, sort of trying to explain music is like, you know, talking about sex, you know? It, it's, it's better when demonstrated. And, uh, <laughs> and so... That's my best shot.
0: So after the rising, Bruce moves back to the piano to wrap up the show with undoubtedly one of his greatest songs, a masterpiece, probably the most important song off Born to Run, the invitational Thunder Road.
1: Well, that song was written in West End, Long Branch. I was living up the street from the Inkwell. There's a little house that's still there. I think it's seven and a half West End Court, little green shotgun shack, wrote most of the songs from Born to Run in. And um, this song kind of had a long gestation. We played it in a variety of different versions uh, with the band for quite a while that were longer and a little more arranged. And then uh, when John Landau came in to produce Born to Run, he suggested that we edit it down, and and, uh, he thought it would be more powerful, which it was. And so I I, I thank him for the the shape and and form that the song ended up in. What's it about? It's really a uh, it's a, it's an invitation, you know the it's the opening of Born to Run was that was my big invitation that big album when it used to fold out with me and Clarence smiling on it that was the invitation card you <laughs> know <laughs> and uh, we invite you to something <laughs> not sure what yet so you know the the music was sort of was important. The, the music, the beginning sounds like an invitation. Something, something is opening up to you. Something is opening up. And what I hoped it would be when I wrote the song was what I got out of, out of rock and roll music, which was a sense of a larger life, a uh, greater experience, Hopefully, more and better sex, uh, sense of fun, more fun, um, in the sense of your personal exploration and your possibilities. It was and it, the idea that it was all lying somewhere inside of you, and it was you know just there on the edge of town. So that was an invitation. The song is it's basically an invitation. Um, let me see. I'll go through the lyrics. The screen door slams. Mary's dress mm-hmm. sways. Well, that sound of a screen door slamming is so. I mean, when I was a kid bang, bang, I heard it a thousand times at my, my, my back porch, you know. It meant all kinds of different things. Bang, what a great day, I can't wait to get outside and play. Bang, get your ass out of the house, man. Here comes my You know, bang, it was like, it was just just such a resonant sound that, that it se- always seemed to be the beginning of something. So the screen door slams, Mary's dressed suede, there's Mary again. Like a vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Big, listen to Roy Orbison a lot during this record. And uh, just his, the dark sense of romanticism and uh, uh, the operaticness. And uh, uh, my singing on this particular record was my attempt to, my pathetic attempt to, to come close, you know. But um, so I was Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Hey, that's me. I want you only. Don't turn me home again, can't face myself alone again. Let's get something started. Don't run back inside, you know just what I'm here for. Scared you are thinking maybe we ain't that young anymore. I was only 24 when I wrote that line. That's kind of scared me now. But uh, um, the reason I think was these songs were written in 1974, which is only two years after the end of the Vietnam War. Nobody was that young anymore. And so out it came. Show a little faith, there's magic in the night. It ain't a beauty, but hey, you're alright. It's alright with me. You can hide beneath your covers and study your pain. Make crosses from your lovers. Throw roses in the rain. Waste your summer praying in vain. For your Savior to rise from these streets. Catholic school, Catholic school, Catholic school. Let <laughs> John Paul rest in peace, you know. Um, well, now. I'm no hero that's understood But if there's a job opening <laughs> uh, Let me see All redemption I can offer is beanie, this dirty hood A chance to make it good somehow What else can we do now? Mm, now Step roll down the window and It's busted open these two lanes Will take us anywhere That's where it all That's where it all happens <laughs> and, uh, anyway, That's like Once again the music That's where the song opens up um, Suddenly you are Away You're out You're in your car uh, You're you know your hair is, you're flying, you know, that was, I was trying to get that feeling so people would want to go chase it, you know, you're trying to make people feel something so they'll go, they'll go in their own lives and chase that thing, you know, Um, where was I? chance to make it real trading these things on some wheels these wings on some wheels gotta have your feet on the ground if you're gonna make it can't be a fantasy can't be a fairy tale climbing back heavens waiting down on the tracks we're gonna make our own oh come take my hand riding out the night to case promised land Yes, we were. Oh, 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 Thunder Road, oh, Thunder Road, Thunder Road. Thank you, Robert Mitchum. Thunder Road, that's got the title from a Robert Mitchum movie. Lying out there like a killer in the sun. I know it's late, but we can make it if we run. Oh, 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 Thunder Road, sit tight. this guitar and I learned how to make it tone probably the hokiest line I ever wrote and I've written a few of them let me tell you but um I guess that's why it was good you know <laughs> it's my instrument of deliverance uh, I learned how to make it tone cars out back if you're ready to take that long. From your front porch to my front porch to my front seat, the door is open. Other ride, it ain't free. I know you're lonely. There's words that I ain't spoken. Tonight we'll be free. All the promises will be broken. Well, that was just like you know, all all bets were off. It's a new day. There were ghosts in the eyes of all the boys you sent away. They haunt this dusty beach road in the skeleton frames of burned-out Chevrolets. They scream your name at night in the street. Your graduation gown lies in rags at their feet. In the lonely cool before dawn, you hear their engines roaring on all that we will leave behind when you get to the porch they're gone on the wind so merry climbing it's a town full of losers and i'm pulling out my, it was my big, my big invitation to my audience, to myself, (laughs) to uh, anybody that was interested. Uh, My invitation to a long and earthly, very earthly journey, (laughs) hopefully in the company of uh, someone you love, people you love, and in search of a home you can feel a part of. Good luck and good evening.
0: There you go, some of my thoughts and some highlights from Bruce Springsteen's 2005 video release, VH1 Storytellers. I hope you enjoyed my overview. There's still lots of great stuff on there I didn't play, so it's definitely worth your while and money to check it out wherever fine music videos are sold. you got to grab that Bruce Springsteen VH1 Storytellers. It's a good one, man. So that's going to conclude our sort of month-long look at the 2005 Devils and Dust era. I hope you enjoyed our two-part review of the album and this coverage of the, the VH1 Storytellers release. Hope you dug all that. we got a few sidecast shows coming up over the next few weeks. Some fun ones with a bunch of friends joining me to talk about some other artists. Hope you like those ones. Then we'll be in the Christmas spirit with our Springsteen Christmas Spectacular episode and a year-in-review episode to close out 2018. I appreciate you joining me for the ride. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next time.
3: So, that's the show, folks. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website at TrampsLikeUsPod.com, communicate with us on Facebook at our Tramps Like Us podcast group page, and on Twitter at Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, where you can leave a review and a five-star rating. Trams Like Us podcast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free. We are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or Columbia Sony Records. If you've heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it from brucespringsteen.net, iTunes, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, earthquaking, love-making, Viagra-taking, history-making, testifying, death-defying, legendary E Street Band. I'm
1: waiting, waiting on a sunny day. Gonna chase the clouds away. You know what these songs are for? Come on, you bastards, earn your key. I'm waiting Uh, that's pretty simple that's, that's, what, that's what I write these for you know I write to hear him come back at me like that